1: Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash
2: Wondery.
3: It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet pillowy dough. And get this...
4: Tonight, the new information that we're learning about New York City's deadliest fire in decades and the warning about space heaters just as a cold Arctic blast takes aim at the Northeast. At least 17 people killed, including eight children. But the concern tonight that the death toll could rise with more than a dozen still hospitalized. The horrifying account of a woman who narrowly escaped. Now I was hearing people, you know, yell, help me, help me. New vaccines omicron shots could be ready by march what you need to know plus we go inside the largest children's hospital where there's a record number of kids hospitalized tax delay could covid impact your refund check russian threat with russian troops amassing on the ukraine border we're on the front lines tonight remembering america's tv dad Fans and fellow comedians react to the sudden death of the Full House and America's Funniest Home Video star. And the news tonight from the medical examiner. Advantage Djokovic, the world's top tennis player, vows to play after his visa victory. But could the immigration minister still stand in his way? National blood crisis, our exclusive reporting, as blood banks warn doctors may need to postpone life-saving treatments. And cooking up a dream, and a future in Harlem.
0: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
4: Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Monday night. We want to begin with the latest on that deadly apartment fire in the Bronx that killed 17, including eight children. Investigators are looking into whether a self-closing door malfunction that allowed smoke to spread through the New York City high turning the stairwells into a death trap. Now, the cause of the fire is being blamed on an electric space heater. More on that in just a minute. Meanwhile, more than a dozen others remain hospitalized, including several in critical condition. And New York City's mayor warned today that the death toll could rise. CBS's Nancy Chen is at the scene. Good evening, Nancy.
1: Nora, good evening to you. We have just learned that federal regulators have opened an investigation into whether the space heater that sparked this fire was defective. Firefighters have described battling thick smoke to save people inside, even as their oxygen tanks began to empty large flames and heavy smoke shot out of the second and third floor windows of this Bronx high rise, just as Karen De Jesus says she was about to feed her son. I
5: was hearing people yell,
1: help me, help me. And I realized it was really a fire. DeJesus ran to the back room of her third floor apartment as it started to fill with smoke. Firefighters used ladders to get her out. You oh. climbed out through the window. was yeah, very scary. The fire started in a bedroom of a third floor duplex apartment after a space heater malfunctioned. Investigators are looking into whether the safety doors designed to close in the event of a fire also malfunctioned or if they were propped open allowing smoke to spread quickly throughout the 19 story building. New York City Mayor Eric Adams toured the devastation today. Mayor Adams you just came from inside this building what did you see inside?
4: Looking at the apartment where the space heater was located the grandmother uh, had burns to her feet. Uh, That's how they woke up, feeling the heat from the fire, Uh, just really intense.
1: Space heaters are linked to more than 25,000 house fires every year, resulting in more than 300 deaths in the United States. Today the FDNY issued these reminders. Keep space heaters at least three feet away from bedding or curtains, don't use in a bathroom, and never use an extension cord. You had emphasized the importance of fire safety, closing the door. Why is that important? It's
2: crucial. The number of lives we lost were due not to actually fire, but smoke.
4: And something simple as closing the door can allow firefighters to respond and save lives.
1: 17 people lost their lives in this tragedy. It comes less than a week after an apartment fire in Philadelphia claimed the lives of
3: 12 people.
1: And Mayor Adams called this a global tragedy because many of the victims are immigrants from Gambia and West Africa. Now, an online fundraiser to help those impacted has already raised more than half a million dollars in just one day, Nora.
4: Nancy Chen in the Bronx, thanks. Well, a blast of cold Arctic air has temperatures plummeting across the Northeast. More than 10 million Americans will experience dangerous wind chills. Parts of the Northeast will experience the coldest wind chill temperatures in three years. In Boston, it will feel like minus one. And in Saranac Lake, New York, it'll feel like minus 12 during the day. But in the early morning, the wind chill, wind chill could be negative 36 degrees. That is cold. All right, we want to turn now to COVID and the unprecedented surge in the Omicron variant pediatric hospitalizations are on the rise. The CDC says an average of 830 children a day were admitted to the hospital in the last seven days. And new tonight, both Moderna and Pfizer say they're working on an Omicron-specific vaccine that should be available soon. States, meanwhile, are setting their own records, including Texas. In the Houston area, positivity rates have gone from 4.3 percent one month ago to 38 percent today. CBS's Janet Chambley reports from outside the Texas Children's Children's Hospital
3: in Houston. Tonight it's a red flag warning in the Houston area. This time it truly is a tsunami when it comes to those cases.
5: It's like nothing we've seen before in this pandemic.
3: The elevated threat level comes as the nation's pediatric cases are surging. Data just released by the American Academy of Pediatrics shows COVID cases have nearly tripled since the end of December and are now far exceeding the peak of past waves. There are now 580,000 child cases, a 78% increase.
5: We're used to the unexpected, but the volume is really disappointing. It's, 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 it's exceeded our previous peaks.
3: And it's spiking across the country. Hospitalizations in general are up almost 40% week over week, pushing health care to the brink. About a quarter of hospitals reporting a critical staffing shortage. Beyond health care, Omicron is crushing the nation's workforce. One economist says an estimated 5
5: million may have called out sick last week. What's happening right now with Omicron is so contagious, where I don't really even want to be open for the employees because we may make each other sick.
3: And the IRS today warned taxpayers they may have to wait longer for refunds due to pandemic-related delays. The nation's schools are also buckling under the strain. More than 5,000 across the country have gone virtual. Chicago schools canceled classes for a fourth day amid a standoff with the teachers union over COVID protocols. The community calling for a resolution.
5: Let's put our children first and make them a priority. This impasse needs to end immediately.
3: Texas Children's Hospital has a record number of infected kids, more than 75, including two-year-old Jameston Rogers, who also has leukemia. It had to be nerve-wracking for you beyond nerve-wracking because he
5: can't tell me what's going on
3: dr lara shakademian is the hospital's chief of critical care are you done, though? she says most of the kids here who are vaccine
5: eligible have not had a shot i can tell you with certainty that vaccinated children do not get critically ill from covid and end up in the icu
3: In light of the serious Omicron surge, Texas Children's Hospital has just announced that it will require a booster for all employees starting March 1st. And there is an urgent warning tonight from the American Academy of Pediatrics, which says more data is needed to assess just how severe these variant cases are in children.
4: Nora. Janet Chamlin with all that new information. Thank you. Well, a high-stakes meeting between the U.S. and Russia has led to no progress after a day of talks aimed at diffusing tensions over Ukraine. And CBS News has learned the U.S. will send an extra $200 million in aid to Ukraine with hopes of getting it there by the end of the month. CBS's Holly Williams is on the front lines with Ukrainian troops ready for battle.
2: In freezing conditions, we trekked along Ukraine's front line. With training and arms from America, they're fighting Russian-backed separatists. More than 14,000 people have been reported killed. Now there are fears of a Russian invasion.
5: All my soldiers uh, in this time ready for for battle.
2: You're all ready to die. Yes. yes. To save Ukraine. Yes. From a Russian invasion. Yes. Some believe a Russian ground invasion moving in tanks and artillery is unlikely until the ground here freezes over. But here in the trenches, they've told us it could happen at any time. Today in Geneva, Russian officials claimed they have no plans for attack despite the massive military build-up. The U.S. side told them to return the troops to barracks or explain what they're doing there. But some here believe Russia's President Vladimir Putin is deliberately ratcheting up tensions to extract concessions from the U.S. and its allies.
5: I think that Putin is blackmailing uh, President Biden. He's blackmailing other Western leaders because he thinks they can be fooled in this game.
2: So it's down here. In Ukraine's okay. capital, Kiev, they've renovated old bomb shelters in case of attack. It's a manually operated air filtration yeah, exactly. system. Yes. This one was built during the Cold War. Now the West and Russia are again at loggerheads. Russia's demanding security guarantees to defuse these tensions. In particular, it wants to prevent Ukraine from ever joining NATO. A State Department official said tonight that demand simply isn't up for discussion.
4: Nora. Holly Williams in Kiev. Well, tributes are pouring in tonight following the death of actor and comedian Bob Saget. The Full House star was found dead yesterday in a hotel room in Orlando. He was
6: 65. CBS's Jamie Yukis reports. Authorities say comedian Bob Saget had failed to check out of his room at the Ritz-Carlton Orlando Sunday. After his family had been unable to contact him, hotel security found the 65-year-old comedian lying in bed, face up, and not breathing.
1: What's going on
6: there?
3: We have an unresponsive guest in a room. My officer is telling me that, he, that there's no pulse.
6: A preliminary investigation found no signs of foul play or drug use. Saget had performed near Jacksonville the night before, tweeting in the early hours Sunday, Love tonight's show, appreciative audience.
0: Girls, I am taking all three of you out for Father-Daughter Day.
6: Known as America's dad, Saget played Danny Tanner, a widowed father raising three girls on the hit comedy, Full House.
1: You're so corny.
6: He was also the first host of America's Funniest Home Thank Videos.
2: Thank you, I really didn't expect that response.
6: And later, also the invisible narrator on the CBS hit, How I Met Your Mother. In addition to his wholesome TV image, Saget was also known for raunchy and sometimes dark humor as a stand up comedian.
0: Well, we made these children, my wife and I. We actually.
6: TV we comedy so legend you. Norman Lear considered God, he, Saget a friend. Do you think he was always meant to be a comedian?
5: He could have been anything. It's our good fortune that he stumbled into comedy.
6: In a recent interview with CBS's Dr. John LaPook, he reflected on grief after the loss of his sister.
5: Humor is the only way my family survived.
6: Humor he had begun to develop at just four years old.
2: I would dance in the living room um, and just start dancing, dancing stupid. I've got to perform. I've got to make people laugh.
6: The coroner completed his autopsy today. The investigation is still ongoing and can take up to 12 weeks to complete. Meanwhile, Saget is survived by his wife and three daughters. Nora.
4: Jamie Ucas, thank you. Well, tonight, the world's top tennis player is out of detention in Australia and vowing to play in the Australian Open next week. But the Australian government is warning the fight is far from over. Here's CBS's Roxana
5: Saberi. On the streets of Melbourne, fans celebrated the Serbian star's victory in court.
6: He won! Djokovic won!
5: And he wasted no time getting back on court to train, tweeting, Despite all that has happened, I want to compete at the Australian Open. The government is warning it may still deport Novak Djokovic, even after a judge today ordered it to restore his visa. Djokovic had told a border official he wasn't vaccinated for COVID-19, but had received a medical exemption, adding, I applied, they approved, I just really don't know, what else do you want me to say? The judge appeared to agree. But the government argued prior infection is not a valid reason to delay vaccination.
2: Rules are rules, and there are no special cases
5: The tournament is set to begin on Monday. If Djokovic is deported before then, he could be barred from re-entering the country for another three years. Nora.
4: Roxana Saveri, thank you. Tonight, CBS News has learned the Red Cross is declaring a national blood crisis for the first time. And tomorrow, we'll ask people to donate immediately that lives are at risk. This is a historic shortage, the worst in more than a decade. And the ramifications are unimaginable as doctors are being forced to make tough decisions on who should get blood and who needs to wait. No 11-year-old should have to worry about the nation's blood supply, but Draylen Holmes does. How does having sickle cell disease
3: affect you? Like, sometimes I can't get out of bed.
4: Just before Thanksgiving, Draylen was severely anemic and needed a transfusion, but was forced to wait two days. What was that wait like?
2: Very scary, because that was actually the first time that we didn't know when the blood was coming.
4: Dr. Jennifer Andrews runs the blood bank at Vanderbilt University Medical Center and treats kids with blood disorders. How is your hospital's blood supply? It's dire. And it means that a child who has leukemia may not get the transfusion that they need.
2: That's correct. And also, there's nothing else I can give them.
6: There is no other alternative to blood. This is what her blood bank
4: looked like pre-COVID. covid This is what it often looks like now.
2: I would urge your viewers to remember um, that they might need blood. Nobody wakes up in the morning and plans on being the next trauma patient. Um, So this literally could affect you or your family members. The Red Cross tries to have a
4: five-day supply of blood. In recent weeks, it's been down to less than one. What does it mean for Draylen when people give blood?
2: It means that he gets to feeling better a lot quicker. Um, and it means that he can fight another day.
4: You've really inspired me, so thank you. Well, I was so inspired by Draylin that I'm going to give blood later this week, and I hope you'll join me. We have resources for donating blood on our website, cbsnews.com slash blood, and if you decide to donate, go ahead and tag us and use the hashtag givewith. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game Albertson's, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Well, there's medical history tonight at the University of Maryland. A 57-year-old patient there is the first human to have the heart of a gene-edited pig beating inside his chest. It was a risky nine-hour surgery. Doctors implanted the heart from a one-year-old pig that was genetically engineered and bred specifically for this person's purpose, saving human lives. What an advance. Tonight, several Los Angeles police officers are being called heroes after racing to rescue the pilot of a small plane who made an emergency landing on train tracks. Seconds after the pilot was pulled out, a commuter train smashed into the plane. The pilot was rushed to the hospital. Luckily, no one was hurt. Tonight, women are bringing historic change to your wallet. The U.S. Mint is shipping out the first of five new U.S. quarters coming out this year. First up is poet, writer, and civil rights icon Maya Angelou. She's on the tail side. On the head side is a new image of George Washington. Next month, you'll see a new quarter honoring Sally Ride, the first American woman in space. I'm going to start carrying change around. A New York City program has found the perfect recipe for helping kids in the kitchen and in life. CBS's Michael George reports.
0: This basketball court in Harlem is a makeshift kitchen for a group of young chefs in the making. Ten-year-old Messiah Franklin Johnson is learning how to grow and cook veggies thanks to the nonprofit Harlem Grown. Messiah, are you getting pretty good at cooking? I am.
3: Make sure you start everything. Yep going
0: to burn. I don't want it to burn. They're using fresh, local produce. Not easy to find in many communities. What are the options for families in this neighborhood to eat? The few and far
2: between. It's usually fast, cheap, empty calories, and unhealthy.
0: I got it, babe. Harlem Grown's founder, Tony Hillary, says food (laughs) deserts, where the nutritious options are scarce, lead to a lifetime of health problems. It is hot, y'all. You see this in every community in this country it's not black white and brown but it is poor but here kids get their first taste of their own healthy cooking it smells really good thank you delicious do you think it's important for kids to eat healthy
3: yes because if you eat healthy and you're going to keep on inspiring more people to be healthy and soon enough the whole world's just going to be healthy
0: going home with a full stomach and a little food for thought Michael George, CBS News, New York.
4: I am all for that. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, instead of closing schools, how about moving class outside? A growing movement to combat COVID that has other benefits. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. Thank you for starting your week with us. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night.